To another fun-filled episode of Storytime Anytime. Today we're going to learn about Martin Luther King Jr., a man with a dream. Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. was born January 15, 1929, in Atlanta, Georgia. He had an older sister, Willie Christine, and a younger brother, Arthur Daniel. Martin's father was the pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church. His mother, Alberta, sang and played the organ. Their family was very involved with church activities. Martin Luther King Sr. was called Daddy King, and Martin Jr. was called M.L. Did you know that Martin's birth name was Michael after his father? They both changed their names to Martin to honor the great German Protestant reformer, Martin Luther. Growing up, M.L. had many friends. Two of his best friends lived across the street. They would play together every day. One day, the boy's mother told M.L. he was no longer allowed to play with her son. M.L. did not understand and went home crying. Martin's mother explained that most white people did not want their children around black children. At that time, there were unfair laws keeping white people and black people separated. This is called segregation. Did you know when M.L. was growing up, black people were not allowed to attend the same schools, drink from the same drinking fountains, or eat at the same restaurants as white people? Black people had to sit in the back of the bus, while white people sat in the front of the bus. Martin was an outstanding student. He loved to read books and was a good speaker. When he was in high school, he entered a speaking competition in a neighboring town. After winning the competition, Martin and his teacher traveled on a bus to get home. But when white people started getting on the bus, the bus driver told Martin to give up his seat. Martin refused. His teacher told him that he must follow the rules and let white people take his seat. This made Martin very angry. Did you know that Martin skipped both 9th and 12th grades? He graduated from high school when he was only 15 years old. Martin decided to become a Baptist minister like his father. 
He attended Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, and then Crozier Theological Seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania. He liked to read about great men in history. Martin studied the peaceful teachings of Mahatma Gandhi. Martin decided that using nonviolent methods was the best way to handle the discrimination that black people faced at that time. In 1951, Martin began studying religion at Boston University. While studying for his doctorate, he met Coretta Scott. They fell in love and were married on June 18, 1953, in Coretta's home in Alabama. Martin's father performed the wedding ceremony. Did you know that Martin asked Coretta to marry him on their first date? In 1954, Martin and Coretta moved to Montgomery, Alabama. Martin became the pastor of Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. Martin finished his doctorate degree at Boston University and then became known as Dr. King. Martin and Coretta welcomed Yolanda to their family in 1955. They affectionately called her Yoki. On Thursday, December 1, 1955, Rosa Parks boarded a bus after working long hours at a Montgomery store. She was exhausted. After many stops, the bus became filled with people. The bus driver asked Rosa to give up her seat for a white person. Rosa refused. Not only was she tired after working so many hours, she was tired of the unfair treatment of black people. The bus driver called the police and they arrested Rosa. Rosa was taken to jail and charged with breaking the white's first bus law. By Friday morning, everyone in the neighborhood had heard about what had happened to Rosa. Dr. King and other leaders came up with a plan. They printed and passed out flyers urging black people to not ride the city buses on Monday. They called this the bus boycott. It was a peaceful way to demonstrate that the laws were unfair. On Monday morning, bus after bus could be seen driving down the streets almost empty. That evening, over 4,000 people came to a meeting where Dr. King spoke. He asked everyone to continue the boycott until black people were given the same rights as white people. The black community listened and everyone stayed off of the buses. They walked to work. They walked to church. They walked to the store or shared rides. Dr. King began making speeches all over Montgomery about the importance of protesting peacefully. On September 30, 1956, while giving a speech, Dr. King was informed that his house had been bombed. He rushed home and was relieved to find Coretta and Yolanda unharmed. His front yard was filled with supportive friends and neighbors. Many had weapons and were ready to fight the police. But Dr. King told the people, we must meet hate with love. The bus boycott lasted more than a year. 
Finally, on December 20, 1956, the Supreme Court ruled that segregation on city buses was unconstitutional. The boycott was over. The next day, Dr. King and his friends boarded a city bus with excitement. Did you know that Dr. King was arrested for organizing the bus boycott? He was also arrested and fined for coordinating a carpooling system for black people to share rides. In fact, he was arrested nearly 30 times for his peaceful protests. Once the boycott was over, Dr. King and other black ministers and leaders formed the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. The goal of the SCLC was to change unfair laws. Dr. King spoke to African Americans about peaceful ways to protest. He wanted to change unfair laws, but he wanted to change them in nonviolent ways. He asked black Americans to go places that only white people were allowed to go. He encouraged them to sit peacefully and not to respond with force. Black people went to restaurants, stores, and parks. They drank at drinking fountains with whites-only signs above them. Some black people were put in jail. But that did not discourage them from protesting and asking for change. At that time, Dr. King and Coretta had four children, Yolanda, Martin III, Dexter, and Bernice. Dr. King was now known as a great civil rights leader, and he wanted to spend more time helping the SCLC. Dr. King told his congregation that it was time for his family to move to Atlanta. In 1963, Dr. King went to Birmingham, Alabama, because it was considered one of the most racially divided cities in the South. Birmingham had specific laws forbidding protests and marches. The police chief, Eugene Bull Connor, did not like African Americans. When Dr. King organized a peaceful march, the police chief ordered the police to arrest them. Each day, more people marched and more people were arrested. Black people not only were arrested, they were attacked by dogs and sprayed with water from fire hoses. Even children participating in the marches were arrested. Finally, city officials agreed to meet with Dr. King and other civil rights leaders to end the unfair laws in Birmingham. The march was a success. Did you know that President John F. Kennedy said that the events in Birmingham were considered one children, of the major turning points in the Civil Rights One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the August color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. 50,000 people marched in Washington, D.C. and gathered in front of the Lincoln Memorial to listen to Dr. King's famous I Have a Dream speech. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. 
It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. People cheered. They joined hands and sang the song, We Shall Overcome. In 1964, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. This prize was created by Dr. Alfred Nobel, a Swedish inventor. The Nobel Peace Prize honors someone who has worked hard promoting peace that year. At 35 years old, Dr. King was the youngest person to have ever received this honor. He and his wife Coretta flew to Norway to accept the prize. Did you know that Dr. King donated the prize money valued at $54,600 to support the civil rights movement? In 1965, Dr. King went to Selma, Alabama to help African Americans register to vote. He organized a march from Selma, Alabama to the state capitol building in Montgomery. The police tried to stop the march by using tear gas and clubs. Many people were hurt. Some marchers were arrested and put into jail. Dr. King asked for religious leaders and other nonviolent demonstrators to join the march. The 54-mile march lasted five days, with 300 people reaching Montgomery on March 25th. President Lyndon B. Johnson urged Congress to pass a bill giving blacks and whites the same voting rights. On August 6, 1965, President Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act. Dr. King wanted to help poor people in Chicago, Illinois. He realized that people of many different races were poor, and he wanted to help. Dr. King organized a Poor People's March to take place in Washington, D.C. But a few weeks before the march, Dr. King learned of African-American garbage workers that had gone on strike. They were asking for equal pay, and Dr. King wanted to show his support. He traveled to Memphis, Tennessee, and checked into a motel. On April 4, 1968, when Dr. King stepped out of his hotel room to have dinner with friends, he was shot. James Earl Ray was an escaped convict that hated black people. He killed Dr. King. The news spread quickly and the world was shocked. Dr. King was only 39 years old when he died. The world had lost a great man. An old farm wagon carried Dr. King's casket, pulled by two mules. More than 100,000 people followed silently Millions watched on television. On his tombstone are inscribed the words. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. 
Martin Luther King Jr. was a civil rights leader that believed all people should be treated equally. He believed that a person's skin color or race should not matter. Martin Luther King Jr. believed one person could make a difference. Martin Luther King Jr. believed using peaceful refusal would help change unfair laws. He said, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. On November 2, 1983, President Ronald Reagan signed a law making the third Monday of January Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We celebrate his birthday and honor his life and work as a civil rights leader. Schools, banks, and all government buildings are closed on this day. People gather and have parades to pay tribute to Dr. King's work. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a national holiday where our nation comes together to remember this great man. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.